guys, don't let the shirt fool you. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I am James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com. An American approach to digital assets is one that encourages innovation, but mitigates the risks to consumers. We've got that story plus your environmental, social, corporate governance score. But first, we have to, of course, talk about the war that everybody is talking about right now. Yemen, under longest period of Saudi heavy bombing seen since 2018. We take this from the fine folks at antiwar.com, the Yemen Data Project. Released its monthly summary of the Saudi-led coalition's air war in Yemen and found that the last four months have been the most sustained period of heavy bombing in the war since 2018. For the month of February, the Saudi-led coalition carried out at least 200 air raids and up to 716 individual airstrikes in Yemen. Since October, just last October 2021, the coalition has launched at least 200 air raids each month. The Yemen Data Project recorded 15 civilian casualties in February, a significantly lower number than the 426 in January, the highest monthly rate since 2016. The airstrikes in February focused on the Haja government, where 51 air raids were recorded. All 15 civilian casualties for the month occurred in two air raids. On Valentine's Day, the Saudi-led coalition targeted a water drill in the Al-Matma district of Al-Jawaf, killing and injuring at least three civilians. In the Abs district of Haja on February 20th, an air raid hit a civilian house, killing a woman and a child and injuring at least 10 more people. Yemen Data Project found these are, get these percentages, 11% of the bombings hit civilian targets. 18.5% hit military targets, and 17.5% got, I don't know, can't be identified. 70.5% of the targets can't be identified. Civilian infrastructure that was hit by airstrikes includes communication sites, always the first thing to knock out in war. You knock out their communications, their radio, their TV stations. Then, of course, you follow up and hit them in the belly and blow up farms and residential areas. Over a year has passed since President Biden vowed to end support for the Saudi-led coalition's offensive operations in Yemen, but the U.S. never stopped servicing Saudi warplanes that are bombing Yemen. And recently, oh, not only did they not stop, they've escalated their role in the war by helping the United Arab Emirates intercept Houthi missiles. Pretty sure, James, the UAE was softened up. I, I believe it was uh, President Trump. That's right. The words fail me at times like this because stories like this really bring home the absurdity of our society generally and the way that it's structured and the way that people can be made to look at any story that the mass media wants them to look at and only think about that, only talk about that, only care about that, even if the exact same type of story is playing out somewhere else, in fact, on a bigger scale doesn't matter. They're not talking about that, so we won't think about it. So uh, uh, that civilian death toll for February, which was uh, significantly down from January, looks like it's going to go up in March. Just from a few days ago, the um, at least 80 Houthis killed in northwest Yemen fighting slash airstrikes. So yes, again, um, uh, Saudi-led forces carrying out a series of operations in northwestern Yemen's Hajjah district, killing at least 80 Houthis and wounding scores of others, including women and children. But those aren't the right type of women and children. Those aren't the ones we're focusing on. Can just wait, because we all know that all the people 
who are crying their crocodile tears over Ukraine right now, like uh, Holly and Phil on ITV's morning show, looking at the uh, the images of the the girl singing in the bunker in Kiev, and they're they're crying on on cue, I would say, being cynical um, about that footage. Oh yeah, yeah. Just wait until they find out what's happening in Yemen and find out. Oh, it's the U.S. that's supporting this and has been supporting it since its big inception. Has been. Actively arming and funding and training the Saudis and and guiding them on their airstrikes. No, 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 no. We can't have this. We're going to have a big protest movement. We're going to start sanctioning Saudi Arabia. Oh, wait, no. We're not going to do that. What is the latest about U.S. and Saudi Arabia? Oh, the latest headline. Biden rejected by Saudis and UAE as he tries to replace banned Russian oil. So, of course, we ban Russian oil. We got to get it somewhere. Hey, Saudis, can you... Can you... Just turn that spigot on a little bit more. No, oh, you won't. You won't even take my phone call. Oh, uh, sorry, guys. Because as the Intercept helpfully uh, tells us, Saudi-Russian collusion is driving up gas gas prices and worsening the Ukraine crisis. So, uh oh, it's it's almost like Pandora's box is opening, and all of this stuff is coming out. Ooh, who would have thought it? And who's actively supporting it? Oh, it's. Turns out it's the U.S. Wow, surprise, surprise. But again, we're not allowed to think about this. We're not allowed to talk about it. Just watch what people are doing on TV and emulate them like monkeys. Luckily, our audience are not easily led around by the nose monkeys or bulls with rings in their noses. We are sovereign, independent human beings who can actually act on principle and on principle oppose war and invasion and killing of women and children and innocent civilians. Yes, we can oppose that across the board, no matter who is doing it, under what circumstances, but only if we put on our thinking caps. You, (laughs) I think you can boil down a bunch of this, James, something I've talked about on the morning show. Amazon and other stores see a spike in sales of Ukraine-related goods. Now, no, people aren't buying actual Ukraine arts and products and foods and and stuff. No, they're buying blue and yellow themed colored things made by slaves, most likely in China. And they don't think about that part and just think, oh, gosh, I've got to buy all these tchotchkes. You know, that that shows my support. They can flip a switch and people will dance to COVID. They flip another switch and they can change how you say the word Kiev. They don't want anybody thinking about Yemen, period. Let alone, of course, any of the other half dozen wars Obama started that Trump continued and now Biden as well. James, I was digging into the archives. Of course, we've used the word Yemen many, many times in the 15 plus years of both of our work. I can find the last time we headlined made Yemen one of our segments of New World Next Week. Going back to June 22nd, 2018, Congress must act to stop U.S. involvement in the Yemen war. That's the Nation magazine. Fake left sticking it to Orange Man because he was president in 2018. I didn't hear a peep from the nation 2008 to 2016 about Obama's Yemen war. We will also include search links to to each of our sites, a wealth of info on the war in Yemen. But don't worry. CFR succubus agent Jolie is there to tell the poors everything's going to be okay. Angelina Jolie, indeed, visits displaced families in Yemen. And what's the little bug in the corner say? Entertainment Tonight, Canada. Because all the world is a stage. But I get aside from Agent Jolie, 
James, let alone Agent Spicoli, Sean Penn, remember Spicoli from Fast Times. Isn't it kind of weird that Sean Penn was in Ukraine since last November making a documentary? Don't worry, he's safely back in Hollywood, I guess, awaiting what his next mission is. Remember, Sean Penn led to the capture of El Chapo. I think a lot of these folks think they're doing good work, but I think they're basically intelligence, cutouts, dupes, patsies, useful idiots. The basic scene is tears for Ukraine, sanctions for Russia, yawns for Yemen, and arms for Saudis. The West's grotesque double standard. A pretty good article at thefreethoughtproject.com. And again, everything we mention is always in our show notes. James, the latest I've seen now is some hospital bombing story. Incubator babies on the floor, I'm sure, any moment now. But remember, don't bring up Bill Clinton bombing medicine factories in Sudan. Sudan! That's Agent Clooney's turf. Remember, George Clooney spies on Sudan with satellites for Nestle. You you can't make this crap up. James, speaking of advertising payments, I, I have to include this one as well. I know I try and cram in too much into New World next week sometimes. It seems vaguely important. Freedom of Information Act documents prove the federal government paid hundreds of media companies to advertise COVID-19 vaccines while those same outlets provided positive coverage of the vaccines. There is proof from Freedom of Information Act requests. Good on Glenn Beck at The Blaze. We have some actual hands-on proof showing what we've essentially known. I mean, we can make the compilation videos of brought to you by Pfizer on all the news organizations, but here's actual government documents showing they're paying the news organizations. James, it leaves me like screaming for vengeance. Vengeance, that's, that's what domestic terrorists would probably say, right? But hey, four out of five doctors choose camels, but smoking is really gonna screw up your black mirror social credit. ESG scoring drives companies into sustainable development, a.k.a. technocracy. And, of course, what better place to grab this story than technocracy.news? ESG, James, this was a new one on me, stands for Environmental Social Corporate Governance. They dropped the C out of it because I guess ESG sounds, sounds better. Again, you always have to craft your good acronym as part of the propaganda. ESG stands for Environmental Social Corporate Governance and has been likened to a globalized social credit scoring system for business. If you have a high ESG score, it would be easy to qualify for credit, get the best deals with vendors, and participate in the not-at-all-delayed global supply chain, I guess. Alas, if you don't have a high ESG score, you won't be in business long unless you change your behavior and knuckle under to the demands, or, you know, lie about your emissions like Volvo. How is ESG determined and who sets the rules and guidelines? First, ESG has nothing to do with the physical aspects of a company, capital, cash flow, profit. Rather, it concerns intangible factors such as how closely you, your vendors and customers, adhere to sustainable development and climate change policies. According to Forbes, the story of ESG investing began in January 2004 when former UN Secretary General Kofi Annan wrote to over 50 CEOs of major financial institutions. Dear corporate overlords, we invite you to participate in a joint initiative under the auspices of the UN Global Compact and with the support of the International Finance Corporation and, of course, who can leave out the Swiss government. The goal of the initiative was to find ways to integrate ESG into capital markets. One year later, in 2005, an environmental policy wonk 
Ivo Knopfel wrote a major paper, Who Cares Wins? Connecting Financial Markets to a Changing World. Ha ha ha, very clever play on Who Dares Wins. The 58-page report contained recommendations by the financial industry to better integrate environmental, social, and government's issues in analysis, asset management, and securities brokerage. The corporate collaborators, which is the great name for them, far from real people like ordinary citizens, included big names you might suspect, World Bank Group, Morgan Stanley, HSBC, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, UBS, Mitsui Sumitomo Insurance, Citigroup, and others. And just like that, as they say, ESG was born. And down at the bottom of the article, James, next up will be ESG for individuals. That's what uh, that's what this is. This is a social credit system for the international corporations. And that is important because it is going to direct ultimately trillions of dollars in capital. So I talked about I talked about this article and did a rant slash explanation of ESG in my most recent solutions watch on the highlighter is mightier than the sword. So if you haven't seen that, watch it if for nothing else than my rant slash exposition about ESG. Um, but from the comments of that uh, video, I note uh, Corbett Report member Home Remedy Supply has uh, more to add about that. He says, like Corbett points out, the oil and gas industry has been hampered in getting loans, credit lines, with all the hype about ESG and climate change. Often they have to go to alternative loan sources and pay a premium. BlackRock, in essence, gets the sets the rules on ESG for companies. Plus, the oil industry got burned hard in spring of 2020 when oil prices went negative. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. That is that is exactly what is happening. And the way to understand this is this is a global corporate mafia that is making it, it's setting the rules, the giving companies the deal they can't refuse, because if they refuse it, then their shareholders will be concerned and they won't want to invest in your company anymore. And who are these shareholders? Oh, in every single case, the primary shareholder in every major Western corporation these days is BlackRock and Vanguard. And who is that? That's the global corporate mafia. So they are, they absolutely are setting their rules. And of course, it's all about saving the earth and making everything inclusive and happy. And oh, it's also loving. But it is, of course, just the big stick that they are going to wield to uh, against anyone who is not in their club. The club against those not in their club, if you will. Okay, so if people really want to really wrap their minds around the enormity of what is happening right now, because I guarantee you, if you are like 99.9% .9 of people on the planet and, and uh, concern yourself with things that actually matter, you will have no idea about the international regulatory framework space, but there are teams, scores of people right now in all sorts of international organizations working on setting the international regulatory framework. So in order to wrap your mind around that, I will point people to the ESG Insider podcast, which is an entire podcast put out by S&P Global that on a weekly or monthly basis is putting out conversations about ESG and how these regulatory frameworks are being formed and what they mean for businesses and how you can adopt and blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, it, it one of their recent episodes, for example, just gives you a real scope of how many different organizations and groups and corporations are right now working on this very issue. And why? Because there's so many different rules in so many different countries, and the EU has different regulations than the US, and what's a poor multinational to do? We need to harmonize all these. We need some sort of global standard. Oh, okay, now here's the bodies that are working on the global standard. And that global standard is going to become hard-coded with the, whatever terms the global mafia want to dictate for whoever they're working with. And as I pointed out in Solutions Watch yesterday, it's not just about saving the earth and, oh, your climate uh, risk reporting or things like that. It's also about, well, now that Russia is is the pariah of the world, how can we get companies to stop working with Russia in any way, uh, shape, or form without having tyrannical, top-down governmental policies? I know. We'll make it an ESG issue. If you have anything to do with Russia, if you have if you have someone related to a Russian on your board of directors, that's it. Your ESG score is going down and no one will invest in you. This is a global mafia and this is how they're doing it. So an incredibly important issue that not a lot of people are picking up on. I'm glad Patrick Wood's writing about it. And and you nailed it right there. Oh, no, McDonald's and Starbucks are pausing their operations in Russia. Oh, gosh, please, please don't leave us poison merchants. That'd be really sad and terrible. Really interesting, too, James, the, the video game mafia digitally removing russia when you go to play some sports ball oh wait russia doesn't exist anymore it's like that 1984 documentary you won't even be able to ask questions about things episode 478 of new world next week james our third and final segment hey what was i saying last week about rule by decree and executive orders biden signs crypto executive order hoping to advance digital dollar President Joe Biden signed an executive order today, just a handful of hours ago, mobilizing the federal government to create a strategy for digital assets like cryptocurrencies that promotes innovation in the industry while minimizing risks to Americans and the global financial system. Most notably, the order directs the Federal Reserve to research and potentially develop its own digital dollar, which would be similar to cryptocurrencies that have become a financial asset for some Americans in recent years, which is why they're coming to destroy it. The order directs the Treasury Department to develop guidelines for Americans trading and using cryptocurrency that aims to help them avoid fraud or market volatility because they care about you. Treasury will also do further research on the potential role of digital assets and blockchain in future payment systems. Quote, fundamentally, an American approach to digital assets is one that encourages innovation but mitigates the risks to consumers, investors, and businesses, broader financial stability, and the environment. So said Brian Deese, director of the National Economic Council, and of course, Jake Sullivan, Biden's national security advisor, because that's what you need involved, of course, in your cryptocurrency. National national security advisor. Wasn't Z-Big Carter's national security advisor? They, they collaborated and created Al-Qaeda. Meanwhile, the Commerce Department will work to ensure that American finance and the dollar are still super central to global business and trade. Other agencies will examine cryptocurrency's role as a speculative asset and, of course, its role in illicit finance. Oh, you mean like paying other countries to fight your wars and murder women and children for you? Biden orders sweeping cryptocurrency regulation, 
setting, or rather, sorry, I, I, I put the cart before the horse. Biden orders sweeping cryptocurrency review setting stage for regulation as the Bezos Amazon hallway compost reports. Executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets. We will link you to the original White House executive order. And what do you know? Dow Jones jumps. Bitcoin surges as Biden unveils executive order. James, I don't know about you. I don't know how much you even want to say about it on these shows. It just feels like a decade-long albatross at this point. If I could push one button and turn my crypto into land with a house, I would have done it years ago. Anybody anybody with a house of land, Montana, Eastern Oregon, maybe they'll take crypto for? But James, what about you? As I was thinking about this, it's like, oh, this is for American suckers. Your government isn't coming for, the, for it all yet. Are they? Oh, the Japanese government actually legalized and incorporated cryptocurrencies into the Japanese system years ago. So we, we've already been through that regulatory rigmarole. The real, the, see, this is the real heart of the Bitcoin PSYOP is that what this in, is, what they're talking about is regulating the exchanges and all of the sort of on-ramps onto crypto. But if you are act actually using crypto in the way that it is intended or should be intended to be used. It has nothing to do with the U government, the U.S. government or central banks or anyone. And there's no way they can regulate anything that is happening on wallets that you have control of yourself. Not your keys, not your crypto. If you're going through exchanges and doing all the KYC compliance, that's on you. And you'll have Uncle Sam or the uh, the uh, equivalent, I guess, Uncle Takahiro here in Japan looking over your shoulder. So uh, anyway, um, there's a lot more. I have a lot more to say about this subject in particular very soon. But uh, just as a teaser, I will let people know that whatever piece of paper Biden's signing here, it doesn't really matter because this is already happening. They're just sort of giving it presidential cover now. Um, the, the real action um, is already is already taking place uh, under the cover of being completely out in the open, like so many of the other things we talk about. It isn't some secret conspiracy. It's an open conspiracy. They publish all the white papers. It's out in the news headlines, and no one even cares. No one even notices. But I'll point you to February 3rd, 2022, bostonfed.org. The Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and Massachusetts Institute of Technology released technological research on a central bank digital currency, where they have this entire research project into it, and they're they're gaming and testing various iterations of the coming Fed, Fed coin, digital dollar, whatever you want to call it. They're calling this project Project Hamilton. The phase one executive summary is already out. I'll include links to that. Um, but it's already happening. Uh, they're just, oh, and you know, the president's signing this order and it's going to change. No, no, they're already working on it. It's already set in stone. Oh, don't worry. There's a public comment. You're allowed public comment of, to the Federal Reserve about what your thoughts about CBDC is. And don't worry, they're not going to do anything until they have this public comment period. So I'll throw the link in uh, to that if people are interested. But anyway, it's all the pretense and fig leaf and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the plan is already in motion. And uh, some incredible, unbelievable changes are taking place, even as we speak, let alone what is coming in the next few years. And and the Bitcoin psyop notwithstanding, my thing with this, a lot of it is just the gall of the state. They love for you to maybe set yourself on fire, burn yourself to death, protesting the state. It's legal to kill yourself six ways from Sunday. But you think you're going to make up your own money? They get as mad as when you try and like make your own liquor and drugs in the bathtub. They didn't create it. They don't deserve it. 
but they'll come and take it anyway. Hi, yeah, yeah. There it is. New World Next Week, episode 478. If you didn't know, it's funny. Actually, James, I, I got an email the other day from a longtime Media Monarchy listener kind of asking about if we were ever going to, you know, have like some merchandise. Indeed. NewWorldNextWeek.com has all the Corbett Report DVDs that are in print. We have got shirts. We've got some stickers. And James, you and I both, of course, we've got a lot of ideas for things coming in the future. You want to kick us off all the platforms and stuff? Oh, well, we'll just make hard copies of DVDs and just kind of redouble our efforts. Of course, we got the P.O. Box here in the States. And I like to remind folks, I stream, of course, Monday through Friday. News, music, memes, and more. This is other things to talk about. Discord, obviously about to sell out to, to Microsoft, I believe. And they've got their new terms of service. They are rolling out here in just a couple of weeks, and they already are kicking off people for wrong thing. They used the, oops, global outage yesterday as cover. So our awesome Media Monarchy community we've had on Discord for now years definitely seems to be circling the bowl, as I say. Plus, Bandcamp sold out to Fortnite. Again, a place where independent musicians could put up their stuff and sell it directly to the artist. Yeah, they sold out to a video game company. I think, James, it's going to have to basically be old school IRC chat on MediaMonarchy.com and my audio only stream. I'm honestly, I'm just sick of trying to run to every new platform that's going to save us because at this point, man, it feels fairly exploitative. MediaMonarchy.com slash everything. Once I figure out how to run this server tower I got behind me, James, that is New World Next Week, episode 478. Uh, you're exactly right. It's DIY or, uh, let them do it for you. And we know how that works. Uh, so mm -hmm. absolutely. This is part of the direction the internet is trending. Anyway, that's a big discussion to have <laughs> at the very end of our episode. <laughs> James, thanks for these stories. Look forward to talking to you again next week. As always, buddy. Thank you so much. Take care.